Hello one and all, and welcome to the Omni Performance Podcast with myself, Fergus Crawley. Dr. Phil Price. Yeah, <laughs> did he it hesitated. Then. He hates calling himself the doctor. <laughs> King Johnny Payne. King? Oh. Well, I thought I'd give him a full tale because he, he gave his. I'm a little pauper in this, in this hierarchy <laughs> here. God Prince Fergus. I know. Oh. <laughs> Said like that, it sounds quite enticing, yeah, yeah, but I am still bottom of the pile. That's, well. it's start, that's weird. A weird Nonetheless, start, welcome to the Omni Performance Podcast, where we discuss all things hybrid training and everything in between, as we often run out of ideas. So we just start <laughs> chatting about things. But alongside running out of ideas, here are some things that you might have run out No. <laughs> that's the worst so segue ever. Still it. leave it though. No, no, we leave that in. No. Yeah, people need to know the truth, Fergus. People need to know. <laughs> Whilst oh, we've run out of ideas, don't you run out of ideas when you're thinking I've about how to subscribe? <laughs> anyway, normally, normally, if you're new around here, sorry, we normally segue into a pretty seamless transition to to request you to like mm. and, and 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 subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. To, to follow or subscribe if you're listening on any podcast platform, to share this episode or an episode previously with a friend, and to rate and review it if you would yeah. be so kind. But I cocked that up, so hopefully that is not an indication of how this discussion is going to go. And that discussion is going to be on whether or not strength training does in fact prevent injury in runners. Phil, does it? You want a yes or no answer with that one? Does a yes or no mm. answer exist? We just said about it depends. You can say no to that. Yes, does a yes or no answer exist? No is the answer to that. In terms of the research to try and support it, right? It's it's such a multifactorial issue that it's very hard to say. If you do all this strength training, you are going to reduce the amount of injuries that you will see Um, because sport is chaotic. Like you would, I don't know, you're working with I don't know ACL injuries. Let's use ACL injuries as an example. uh, Common in teenagers. Um, so you might do some strength training to try and reduce the chance of them experiencing ACL injury uh, as you go through the season. There's a number of studies that have done that, and they have shown that those that tend to be uh, a little bit weaker in certain areas, or they might have um, not had the training, for example, does increase slightly, slightly the instance that they could potentially have it. But again, like anything could happen in that season. Yeah. So it, to say that you do this, you will bulletproof something. That's another buzzword. But you all of a sudden do that and then you will not just get an injury. Like there's way too many factors. So for example, one of the key things is volume that you do. So are you tracking what you're doing in that season? Like the certain volume might be fine for one person, not for another. And that might be the reason why they get injured, not the strength training they did in the summer. Sorry, that's a very loose uh, example. It it, it needs to be though, doesn't it? It does work uh, for me as a response because the... As you say, it's multifactorial, and as is the, as is the reason a person gets injured. So you can't say this is the one salve, this is the one application, this is the one mm. thing that will fix it. Is to is to have a stronger quad, you know, yeah. or set of quads. This is the yeah. There's too many things. Because, your patella tendon, and you'll never get injured again. Yeah, yeah. I have seen reels like that recently. Well, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, there's loads, and and there's loads of uh, uh, guys making a lot of money saying that you know this will bulletproofing was it, it hit a kind of a peak, didn't it? And mm. then went away, and there was. Um, I don't, I don't want to be unfair to call people out specifically, but there, there were Instagram influencers went made a lot of money off the back of the idea that, that you could bulletproof yourself by walking backwards and things. But the uh, ultimately, the, the the reason a person get injured gets injured um, is is so multifactorial that, that like like you said, to say strength training will fix it misses that altogether because. You know, if you, you could be, you are hella strong anyway. But if I run sideways, at your I knee, but I also currently have bursitis in my yeah. in my glute med. 
Probably because of strength training. <laughs> well, well but, but, but physios, physio's understanding of it was because I slammed hard on trails over the summer and yeah. it's developed from there. But essentially, I am managing bursitis in my glute med as somebody who trains across every possible aspect of things that could yeah. help prevent that from happening. So, I think the, 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 there's a decent amount of data to say that uh, rather than direct strength training, uh, that um, plyometric training and balance training uh, can be, uh, I don't know, I'm not sure if it would be fair for me to say it's significantly contributing. It certainly contributes to injury <clears throat> prevention, um, because you, you landing, uh, mechanics, especially. Um, so if you look at runners and you look at, um, I can't, uh, the personal experience, if you look at something like the Arctic where footfall, actually putting your foot down, it's, it's, you can't really trust the floor all the time. If the balance training and the plyometric training and the landing mechanic training that I did certainly contributed, or I feel contributed, to the 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 lack of instance or, or, or the reduction of injury potential for me because uh, I was sharper in those moments. But that that's against that's sports specific training, isn't it? That's not strength training. I was just the getting better this, at my sport. Is the way to consider this rather than preventing injury is perhaps the phraseology that we should follow in the rest of this discussion improving your odds of not getting injured. Because like you said, if I got hit by a bus, it doesn't matter how many bloody monster walks I've done. <laughs> Does it? Well, this is the thing. This well, what I mean, you've got 250 kilos. You, be, you, you, you yeah. must be like a... Ta- well, it doesn't matter if you fall out of a plane. Does it? Well, look at BJJ. That's definitely you know, going to hurt. If uh, you get some 55 kilo, 60 kilo legend at, at jiu-jitsu, you know, what are you, 90 something kilo? Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter how much strength training you're doing, as long as they apply the leverage in the right way, you're getting snapped. Yeah, literally. Or you're getting choked out, or, or something terrible is going to happen. Oh, I wish I'd done more face pulls. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and, and people do lean into strength training as, well, the stronger I am, the less likely I am to get tapped. Like, no, it's just manipulation of the joint. You're not, you know, you, you could resist it for, for a half a second longer, but you're still going to get snapped. And it's, it's, a, it's a relatively shit analogy in the sense that we're trying to apply the question. But that, that's where that sort of multifactorial uh, injury profile comes from. Is it's not getting stronger is not going to help fix that. So we're getting, getting more, getting, learning or, or, or developing attributes that speak to your sport better is going to be is going to be what's going to be a, a, a preventative measure, isn't it? So to quote Mark Bell, strength is never a weakness. Which I love. This, the, I love. This, this is where I kind of wanted to push the whole conversation is that, that the flip side of that, to be weaker uh, or to lose strength or to actively work, nobody's really going to do that, but to say, well, I refuse to strength train because it's not going to help prevent injuries. That, that's, you know, you're going to get injured. So I think maybe, maybe the discussion should be, if we were to generalize, what are the things to consider when it comes to strength training for running so that people can improve their odds of not getting injured, i.e. balance, plyometric work, compound lifts, what are the things that we think in terms of general application should people be thinking about? Because obviously we can't prescribe to all runners on this podcast. And we're probably actually going to do a podcast after this one on why we often have to default to saying, quote unquote, it depends. Because context (laughs) is absolutely key with this. And what we try and do whenever we impart information or talk about things like this is give the information and the points of reference so that a individual can frame them and then apply, prescribe accordingly. 
Yeah, we can't just say tools, if, you, if you do Monster Walks, Copenhagen Planks, and the McGill Big Three, then you're never going to get injured again. That would be absolutely ridiculous. But there is a tendency in the fitness industry through to probably from short form content and magazine articles over the years to expect that it can be as binary as that. That is not the case. What we're trying to do and what we've had to do over the years is absorb the wider context and frame of reference to then laser that in into each individual or within a general point of reference for things like the strength and half marathon. We've got two very clear reference points there with which we can apply generally. And then it's up to the individual to learn and apply some discretion as to where they should make amends at their end. Yep. But if we are to generalize within the frame of reference of strength training for runners, what are the things that people should consider? Can I say something else first, which might nicely turn into that? Drugs. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> no. They solve everything. <laughs> um, I think the, the two key things which are linked most to injury are your program. So your manipulation, intensity, volume, all that type of thing. And if it's relevant for you as an athlete mm. and obviously your previous history of injury. Because mm. if, say you injured your hamstring, okay, and that means your hamstring can, I'm using an arbitrary number, but your hamstring could tolerate 100. Uh, all of a sudden it gets injured and then you work on it. But over time, you're trying to get that tolerance level back to 100. But if you rush it too much, you know, the tolerance level might be now at 70. And if you go too far over it, that means it's got injured again based on probably less work than you did beforehand. So we want to kind of do something about that. The programming is something that you can do anyway, manipulation of running, okay? But with the kind of the strength work leading to previous injury, try and see the body as it has a certain amount of affordances. Its ability to move at certain strength. It might be stronger, stronger in some bits and weaker in others. But the relationship of all of that will mean that that athlete will move in a certain way. So how we move is always going to be different between people. You know, you've heard of compensations, all that type of thing. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so based on those affordances, they might display a running gait, which is quite bad, which has like a low threshold to injury. We don't know because everyone's different. Uh, or it might be quite high. What we can do in terms of strength training is actually strengthen us in a variety of different ways. That might be through strength through the movement. It could be the strength of the tissue. It could be the strength of the muscle. So now we've got more affordances that we can utilize and tape to that running program. So that's where I think you get this link between strength training and less chance of injury because you have more affordances to, to build on or to lean on to be able to deal with the stress of training. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense, mate. So he's, yeah, he's knocked than, it out of the park again. Rather than always. just like a load of exercises, you're thinking of like what kind of qualities does this person have? What do they need? What do they lack? Um, and, and kind of go from there. Yeah, yeah, makes makes a lot of sense. Whilst we're here as well, it's important to mention that Dr. Phil has his own podcast called The Progress Theory. Mm. What's it all about, Phil? The Progress Theory is taking scientific principles and then using them to optimise uh, human performance. So in our previous series that we looked at hybrid training, which is what led to this great collaboration that we have with Omnia Performance, with the upcoming series, we're looking at what makes the 1% or the 0.1% the way they are. So this could be for sport, this could be for professions, it could be for particularly anything. But what are the skills, the tools and the physical qualities that we need to actually get to the elite level of what we're trying to achieve? Yep, it's got my vote. Uh, there are only a few podcasts I listen to and yours is one of them, uh, mostly because we get to look at you as well. 
<laughs> I better get a better camera. <laughs> so movement quality, mm. skill acquisition, understanding your own limitations, understanding your, your, your uh, uh, injury history, uh, and working back to a kind of a fully robust system based on uh, on those and other measures. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that then kind of as a blanket takes away strength training as being the the ultimate kind of tool, doesn't it? It's not strength training. As you've said right at the very beginning, it's multifactorial and you need to consider all these things and yeah. to think that, well, I'll just get stronger as, as, as the, I guess that's the premise of the of, of the question, will fix or, or will prevent those injuries is, is incorrect. Uh, Where? It, it, it's, it's an additive quality. It yeah. certainly will help, but it's got to be part of a larger yeah, recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think where strength helps, it sometimes it buys us some time. So say that... I have a passive lack of internal rotation at my hip. I therefore compensate for that. If I'm generally stronger, my compensation will probably get me through things a yeah, bit longer yeah. than that. Whereas if I was weaker, probably the risk of injury or, risk, uh, or an injury happening sooner is probably higher. But then you've got to think like, okay, that's where we probably do some assessments and try and figure out why is it hip and internal rotation? Um, are you using it appropriately, et cetera, et cetera. So um, yeah. yeah, I guess that's a... Relative well, example. Through it, uh, in a, yeah, it's, it, I've been through it in a, in a very real sense uh, w- with the injuries that I've had. Is that then, having broken the knee really, really badly, then the movement after that was kind of subconsciously protecting that knee, which meant that I ended up with hip problems. Mm. And then I tried to address that, which meant that there was a downstream issue and, and, and you know, we, we, I've broken things. But the breaks are very, very similar. And so then you can break down the gate and look at, okay, so why is this happening? was actually movement patterns again. So I had tried to do, exactly as you're saying, way back when the initial break was in 1999, I had tried to get stronger in order to compensate for this knee having been damaged. Mm. But that wasn't the fix. The fix was actually to to look at the body as a whole, look at the gait, look at the movement patterns, look at what I'm doing to compensate. Is that causing problems over here? Have I got reference problems, which I did end up with with problems on the right-hand side of my body because of overworking that, etc., etc. So the fix would have been to have somebody look at that way back then and say, okay, you're working in a corkscrew all the time, everything's going to get worse. We need to actually address all these things. But none of that was about strength. That was about movement patterns uh, and all the things that you've mentioned, tissue quality, understanding the injury, understanding myself, understanding what the parameters were for growth uh, and understand, understanding the sport as well. So, yeah. I think proprioceptively speaking as well, this, this probably doesn't apply to the vast majority of our listeners, but if, if somebody's coming from a running only background or a endurance only background the the understanding of biomechanical movement patterns that comes from becoming proficient with lifting or strength training in general equip you with so much more of an understanding of just how to move day to day how to position things and that helps you better understand movement in general and therefore make informed decisions on what things need addressed or what things need improved upon I, yeah, I find it alarming and confusing whenever you see a triathlete or a or a um, or a runner that you ask them to do a bodyweight squat, and there's just no proprioceptive or biomechanical understanding of what the movement pattern looks like, mm-hmm. and that's actually been unlearned over the years. Because you ask a, if you see a kid pick something up off the floor, perfect high bar Lu Zhao Jun style squat, nice. So we've 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 got worse as the years have gone on with that. Obviously, as, as we've grown. Most people do that from the from being a child, but to not I think to not be able to understand how to manipulate your limbs to be able to execute a certain movement that comes from strength training 
is a weakness in your kinetic chain that can translate to things downstream. But I think again that 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 is just movement pattern efficiency. That's not actually you don't then to be need to be loading up a barbell with 100 kilos. You don't then need you don't need to be doing this unilateral movement. You need to be doing this. Need to be doing that. It's all a case of the context of the individual. So I think to reframe the question, not does strength training prevent injury in runners? Should runners take part in strength training? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Why? Because it will prevent injuries. <laughs> <laughs> do they win? A trap. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, I. They'd have to do you know an, a variety of different exercises to try and improve tissue quality. To okay, I'll um, let's link it to performance as well. Like people think of VO two max when it comes to running, but people's VO two max is will probably start to plateau, especially once they reach their elite level, relatively early. Like Paula Radcliffe, like reached her VO2 max around 18, 19 years old, but continued to get better because the ability to improve in running economy. I love so Paula your, Radcliffe. That's just your, below there. Your strength training um, will help you develop the sort of reactive tissue qualities to be able to deal with the forces of running, which will hopefully in turn improve your economy. So that technically you use less energy with every step. So there's less oxygen cost. So that in turn will help improve performance. But there's surely a link with injury prevention there as well because the tissue is able to deal with not only that impact force but doing that impact force over and over again for you know weeks of yeah I don't know, 50 to 100 miles yeah there's the, the the other thing that comes with strength training that we very much in fact we talk about it in the seminars that, that we we um encourage people to look into if somebody comes from a very uh, endurance-based background um, we we do find that when they when they step under a barbell, they're not as comfortable. I mean, that's bloody obvious, isn't it? Um, but something that comes from that, and the flip side, in fact, is that kinesthetic awareness, is that understanding of where your body is with load, what what your postural control is, and all that kind of stuff. So that stability and, and balance uh, uh, carryover is is hugely useful for the efficiency of movement as well. Uh, and and that in of itself, coming back to the original question is then going to be an, an additive quality for the prevention of injury. So how did you reframe the question? Should runners do strength training? Yeah, yeah. But not, you know, conversely to my facetious comment, not because they think that that's going to be a, 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 an injury prevention quality, but because it's actually going to be a, a, you know, a, a, an excellent addition to their current st- uh, uh, sports-specific training. And the more robust you become in your training adaptations the better you yeah, improve more your efficient. when it comes to yeah. exposure to trauma-related impact injuries. Exactly, all those things. So, so but, then yeah, you're you, talking you exactly the things. All, all these things that go yeah. with it. It's, that's the, yeah. <laughs> the unil- Bulgarian split squats aren't going to make a difference if you hit the but if you've done If you've done well, a decent amount of strength you're training, very well cushioned. And, and from that you develop that kinesthetic awareness, you develop that proprioceptive awareness, then you do uh, things that, that fall under the same umbrella, which would be kind of plyometric work, landing mechanics, ballistic work, things that we've talked about, um, uh, unilateral work on, under a certain amount of control rather than just trying to kind of put yourself out there and see if you survive. Uh, then when you go back to do your running and you do have some kind of slip of a fall or a fall, your awareness of, of your movement in that split second is being heightened by that training. So you can then find your, your, your position or you, you can adjust your body in order for your foot not to go away out and rip your, rip your groin in, in, in three places. So it's not the strength training, but the strength training helped you find that physical awareness. I think that rounds it out enough without, yeah, I think 
that's all that without more context on any individual we can feel comfortable generalizing on which leads next leads nicely into the next podcast i can't speak today i think i'm getting ill again i've sneezed nobody said bless me as well when i sneeze i'm not feeling very blessed margaritas for breakfast were not a good idea no no clearly not straw peeling that bottle of red wine on the in the car on the way in was it was a terrible (laughs) choice um just just obviously if anyone takes that context i didn't do that just to be clear he did um carry on shut up (laughs) snitch um what was i saying yeah essentially that that yeah that that's leading quite nicely into probably the next podcast discussion which will be titled something along the lines of why we often have to say quote unquote it depends because everything is so multifactorial given that we are speaking across a wide ranging variety of sporting disciplines it's impossible for us to say this is what you should take as gospel and therefore we will pull on that thread a little bit more in the next podcast discussion which is why you should have already hit follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time.